0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Manxiety Podcast.
1: We're your hosts, Ashad and Matt. Before we get started, if you're enjoying the show, please subscribe so you can get notified of new episodes.
0: If you want to share this with your friends, you can find us on all podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. What's up, everybody? This week, we're talking about... This is the
1: end. What? This is the end? (laughs) Yeah, it's the end. Like the movie? Isn't that a movie? Uh, n- is it? Yeah, I think so. But no, that's that's not what I'm talking about.
0: What are you talking about?
1: This is the end of the podcast. The season of the podcast. Yes. Yes, that's what I'm talking about.
0: Yes, okay. Well, and it's just... also
1: close to the end of my life without a child. <laughs> Yeah, that was a very weird pause. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> let me let, let me let me make the whole thought before I uh, I today's, speak next time
0: <laughs> Today's podcast is brought to you by terrible fucking dad jokes. He's not even a father yet. I mean, technically, I guess. Whatever. But it's like what <laughs> like this is the last episode the end of my life as a, I knew what you were going to say obviously, but I was like, "Jesus. This is taking a turn um yes but anyway i didn't realize you're
1: so pro-choice you realize it's considered a child after 12 weeks right
0: is is that what it is you're not
1: even a father yet
0: i Uh, I mean i
1: I don't actually know what the thing is i think like weeks
0: i mean that is interesting like i guess i don't know i would always define it as like when the baby's born like that's when you become like the father but i guess yeah i don't know hey fuck man I'm, I'm somebody's daddy you know usually when i beat him in playstation you know what up
1: <laughs> bitch ass 14, year 14 year olds
0: 14 year olds you know what i mean like i'm your daddy you know
1: um uh, different kind of daddy i no, you know I, I used to think that too it is interesting <clears throat> I, I used to kind of have that same mentality of like you know you're a parent when your kid's born but then, kind of going through a pregnancy, you realize that you're a parent when you find out you're pregnant. Because, like, shit changes, man. Like, as soon as you find out you're pregnant, you start, like, looking into stuff, like, reading parenting stuff, figuring out how you're going to make sure that your kid is born with, you know, two arms and two legs and. Ten fingers and ten toes, like <laughs> you know, making sure you're doing all the right stuff. Okay, hold so that, on, hold yeah. on. Bear
0: with me here. Now, if your kid was born with two arms and four legs, and they were like a centaur baby, wouldn't that be really fucking cool?
1: I mean, it would.
0: Like shopping for them would be horrible. Everything's gonna be custom tailored. But like, how dope? Would Why that would be it be custom a...
1: tailored? You just buy horse clothes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a centaur what do you mean
0: uh it, it's it's like a, have you, ever <laughs> you seen know when
1: j- you go to medieval times and they the horses have those like garbs and stuff on them that's what you buy
0: it's just like it's like two <laughs> pairs of pants and like <laughs> the stock <laughs> is just exposed it's like like like, like have you ever seen the, the joke online where it's like a brontosaurus and it's like how would they wear a necktie like would it be like above where their head is because their neck is so long or would it be like at the bottom or something uh yeah yeah it just reminds me of that it's like I don't know how you would dress the centaur baby, but that'd be dope, dude. You'd probably get a Disney movie out of it for sure.
1: Yeah, but it probably also wouldn't be a very healthy baby. It could be the strongest baby the in the important.
0: fucking world. No, dude. But you don't know that, Matt.
1: <laughs> anyway, like I was saying, uh, I, I think that too, but you realize very quickly that parenting starts before the kid's even born. Like, you need to start eating right you need to start exercising right you know not exposing yourself to stuff that can you know harm this developing child uh you start driving safer because now if something happens like can affect the the kid or like Mm -hmm. the unborn child you know you start putting together stuff around the house uh there's just there's just so much that goes into it so i think as i've gone through this i've realized that like you start parenting when you find out you're pregnant, and 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 the guy's role I feel like isn't that much in the beginning. Uh, there's there's this book I'm reading on kind of fatherhood and you know parenting for dads, very similar to how this podcast is anxiety for men. That is a pregnancy book for men made by a man, but um, it talks about how guys are one trimester behind women when it comes to what you feel and kind of like your experience with the pregnancy Mm -hmm. because like when when it first happens right for women i guess the first trimester like they're like kind of nervous can't really believe that they're pregnant right like don't see very many changes yet but guys it's like we don't really like it doesn't really hit us because like there's nothing going on inside of us we can't really see it or touch it like outside of going to the doctor and getting an ultrasound them saying yeah, there's, you know, <laughs> there, there's a there's some cells and they're dividing, <laughs> you know, right. it doesn't mean anything to us. But then when second semester comes around or trimester comes around. And you actually like hear the baby's heartbeat and kind of see. The form of a human in these ultrasounds or start to see the form of a human. uh, It was talking about how like that's what kind of makes it more real for guys. So, they're like one trimester behind because now they're like going through the same things that women went through the first trimester. It's like, you know, you can't believe it's happening. You're kind of, you know, scared or like whatever, nervous about it because like now there's this kid. And then kind of the same thing further and further on to other trimesters. Um, so, yeah, but there's, there's also a lot of anxiety that comes with kind of the whole thing. Every every single trimest, even before you have a kid, when you start planning for it, there's just, like, all of this anxiety with it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, me personally, before we even really talked about having kids, uh, we had kind of talked about it, like, about wanting kids in the future. We were just, like, not yet. Um, like, one of the big things for me was back then, I just, I had so much anxiety over getting pregnant or, like, having Andrea be pregnant And a lot of it was, like, what if something happens, you know, while she's pregnant? What if something happens to her because of the pregnancy, right? Mm -hmm. And Like, you know, I feel like as guys, unless you're in the field or you study maternity care, you know, pregnancy or labor or any of that, you don't really know how any of it works. You don't really know what's going to happen. So, to me, it was always this, like, you know, people die in labor right like what if something happens to her or kind of like this this big thing of you know if if we're pregnant and something happens and there's a choice between you know saving the kid or saving Andrea like you know I personally I was like I would save you and like I had to like talk to her about this I was like like I would be saving you. Like, I don't care what you would say, mm-hmm. which kind of isn't fair to her, obviously. But I was like, it doesn't matter what you say because we can always have more kids, but we can't have more use, right? Right. Yeah, so that, that was like a really big one before we were even like trying or like before I had done any kind of research or read into pregnancy or like, I mean, I knew obviously at a high level how it works, but like, just like, you know, mortality rates or, like, you know, if there are actually, um, that many, uh, uh, chance, like, that high of a chance of something happening to mm-hmm. either of them or any of that. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy how it, like, starts way before. And it's not something that people really talk about, right? Like, I don't think outside of talking to Andre about this. I haven't talked to any other guys about this either, uh, mostly because it just hasn't come up. But I mean, it is a it is a scary thing to think about. And it wasn't until that, like, I talked to her about it, you know, kind of shared my thoughts on the matter of like, hey, you know, if something were to happen, like I we need to agree that we are going to prioritize you and uh kind of have her agree with that for me to go like all right like you know I think I will slowly accept the fact that <laughs> we will one day be pregnant and like go through all of this that's
0: um it's it's really interesting because I mean I you know we've been friends for a long time and I think you actually take the time to think about a lot of those things right and um the situations and stuff and you're actually very like you know, careful with the way you plan out what you're doing and everything which is it's just nice to that you're having those conversations right up front and setting those expectations but did you find that when you were looking at the statistics was it kind of like people that um maybe they're afraid of airlines and you realize that like the percent of aircraft that crash is insanely low so was it something like looking at the statistics? Was it almost like reassuring to be like, oh, this like doesn't happen as often? Or was it something that maybe it made you more scared about it in different ways? Or like, how how was that, um, you know, looking at the, the, the data behind it?
1: Yeah, no, I mean, it was definitely again, I hadn't looked that in data initially. So, and I'm not saying I went in and did all this research, but, like, just seeing that it's not something that happens that often, you know, it's not something that uh, I need to really be that worried about. And kind of talking to um, or starting to read, like, pregnancy books or whatever and, like, learning about the whole process and kind of what happens and what the risks are. Um, Yeah, that was definitely reassuring just to find out, like, one these days like it's it's a very very low chance and in most cases everything turns out fine like there's you know it, it, it's it doesn't happen very often that there are difficulties like that where you have to make that choice
0: gotcha so almost more of a uh, like a halt like a thing you see in movies a lot
1: yeah yeah a little bit you know yeah, I mean, and that's that's definitely, like I said, a part of, like, that's one of the anxieties that at least I felt in the beginning. But another one is also, and I feel like you can feel this kind of throughout, uh, just like the state of the world uh, right now. And I'm sure parents have felt this kind of throughout history <laughs> of, you know, do I really want to bring a kid into the world as it is now um, with... You know, just so much going on. Obviously, we had a pandemic. Uh, and that was one of the things. We were planning on having a kid in 2020. But when the pandemic hit, we were like, hey, like, maybe right now isn't the right time. Because obviously, there's a worldwide pandemic. And, you know, what do we really want to raise a kid during a pandemic? You know, are the doctors going to be able to offer the best care? Is this going to be more dangerous for us or the kid uh, in case any of us get infected? You know, we didn't know enough about the virus at the time. Uh, but also just, you know, like global warming and the situation going on all across the, in like Ukraine and in other parts of the world with uh, the wars and the fighting and uh, the state of the the political atmosphere in the u.s and the state of gun control in the u.s and or the lack of gun control in the u.s i should say um so just like all these different things come into play and it's it's really a i can see why there are people that are probably just like i don't want to bring a kid into this world um i I never really had that anxiety about any of that uh to be honest it it wasn't ever i just feel like the world has always had its problems, and you know life is just a series of kind of trials you know things may change here and there, but it just kind of there's always gonna be something, and that's that's what makes people better and stronger and Uh, So it it was never really a concern for me. Uh, But I can see where it would be a concern for for a lot of parents who who are thinking about it, or even just people who are maybe thinking about having a kid in the future and maybe reconsidering it because of all that. I don't know if you, Matt, have ever... I mean, I I don't know your stance on kids. I kind of know your stance on kids, but I feel like you're very vague about it. But I don't know if that's ever crossed your mind um, in any at any time? Uh, Definitely.
0: Uh, You know, it's something that more recently with, like you said, so much going on in the world and me paying attention to more of what's going on in the world. It's like, you know, do I want to raise a kid in this environment? You know, um, even just the, the cost of, you know, not only having a kid, certainly, you know, kids can be very expensive, but it's like the opportunity cost for people. Right. For some people, like they're giving up their career to have kids or if they're giving up um, whatever it may be. I think, you know, I'm kind of at the point where I'm like, yeah, I get to like live my life and do what I want and, you know, have a lot of freedom. But I'm still I still feel like a kid. Um, you know, I don't feel like an adult, like I'm not the adults in the room. You know, when I was younger and you look at somebody like early 30s, like 20s, like, oh, my God, like you're old. And then when you get there, you're like, nah, man, like I'm still, (laughs) I'm still young, like I still say and do stupid things all the time. Um, so I, I agree with a lot of what you said and that, like, I don't think there's really like a perfect time. I think there's always going to be something going on that you could say, oh, it's not, it's not right. It's not right. It's not right. And it's like a lot of things. Like if you never take that chance and that step or that opportunity for like a new job or a new city or whatever, you're just always going to kind of be in the same place. Uh, but it's definitely something I've had to think about more and challenge my views on. Cause when I was younger, I was like, yeah, of course I want to have kids, you know, I want to like settle down, have, have a couple kids Then I'm like, I, the, the bill's going to be how much. Um, but also just, I don't know. And it, it's a, it's a lot tougher. I think for, for women certainly than it is for men. Cause men were kind of in the boat where like we can have kids much later in life if we chose to. Um, you know, and for some women there's complications after certain ages and, um, you know, they have to kind of make that decision, I think more, um, carefully than, than guys do sometimes. And, um, yeah, I, I think that I, I recognize that like, I'm kind of not really wanting to have kids like another maybe four years. and I'm kind of uh, blessed in that regard where like, I can wait and take my time and be a little bit more selective, but, um, I think it's just also a lot of, you know, what if and a lot of fear behind it and um, a lot of anxiety around those things. Right. And uh, it's interesting, you know, watching you go through this um, process and seeing the, the ways that you've changed in your perspective shift as well. It's like, oh, OK, like it's not it's not like that big of a deal, you know. Um, so. It's nice. I mean, hey, I'll I'll let you, you know, <laughs> go first and, you know, pave the way. For, you know, you'll be like, "Ah, read this book, don't read this one. This one sucked."
1: Uh, yeah, I got you, man. Whenever you're ready, just let me know. Oh, g- g- give me a couple years. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, I think that when I've talked to a lot of my friends, they they tend to have the same reservations about it now. And I know like I believe in the US we're in a population decline. Um, And a lot of it i think is just due to like student loans and poverty and anxiety and mental health crisis and stuff that are holding people back from wanting to have an additional um an additional responsibility you know um but yeah i think that you know you're handling it the right way um you're still a trimester behind of course um (laughs) i i imagine after the the baby comes um because you're going to be three months behind in three months, once you finally are getting regular sleep, you're like, holy shit, there's a baby. Because, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're just having, like, that lag time because the the initial couple months, uh, what I've heard from my other friends and coworkers who have had kids, just, like, you're not sleeping more than, like, a couple hours a night. Right. So, um yeah. yeah, best of best of luck with that. My my offer still stands. I guess I, I did commit that I would because uh, I can't smell. I will change the baby's diaper when I'm there. <laughs> it doesn't mean I'm on call like a fucking twenty four hour. Nope, we're gonna call you diaper disposal. It's like, hey, can you drive out here at two a.m.? It just took a shit. Like, what?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, th- kind of two things of what you were saying. So the first, realizing that you're actually young, right? Like we're still young. That was kind of a big one for me. Um, I, I, I've i obviously kind of talked about my uh, relationship with my dad a little bit and kind of disagreements we've had. And going through this, and my dad would have been 25 years old when I was born. Mm-hmm. And so... Kind of going through this now as um, I just turned 30, right? So going through this now and thinking about being, if I was 25 and we were pregnant and I was going to be a father. And just one, the, the lack of knowledge I had in so many different things, my perspective on so many different things, just like, I didn't know shit. Like when I was twenty five, I was I was out drinking and, you know, just like I was still going to like raves and stuff. Like, you know, I was partying. I mean, <laughs> there's really no other way to put it. Well, to be fair, okay, when I was twenty five, I, I was having a quarter life crisis, uh, which is a real thing. Uh, but like if you right expect to
0: live to a hundred, yes, that's a quarter.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that is <laughs> my, at least my expectation, but. um, but no, like, doofness when I was 25, I was like, man, that's that's kind of wild. So, like, I it did give me a whole new perspective on, like, my dad and, like, you know, like, growing up, like, obviously there were things that uh, I was just, like, he did wrong or, like, he should have done better or whatever. But I'm like, man, if I was 25 and I had a kid, I would have made so many mistakes. I, again, I I didn't know shit, like... <laughs> Like, I knew stuff, but, like, nothing about parenting. Like, I would not be able to raise a human at 25 years old. Um, so it it did help me kind of put things into perspective of, uh, you know, uh, kind of take a step back and realize that he probably didn't know what he was doing either, uh, which is fine. Uh, and it, it, it's really not an excuse. I mean, obviously, he's much older now and has that experience. So there's a lot of things that he can do today. Um, to change that but you know I, I kind of had to put that in perspective when i was growing up like remembering when i was growing up and go like he he was young he was my age when i was five like that that really puts things into perspective for you
0: right and imagine if you were 18 or 19 and had a kid right right when you're not really um I, mean, I don't consider anybody an adult until they're like 25, 26 anyways. It's supposedly when like at least the guy's brain is fully developed. Um, but you know, you, you, you can't even legally drink and you have a kid. It's, it's insane to me. Um, like I've joked with people now, they're like, Oh, like when are you going to have kids or when are you going to do this? I'm like, I can't take care of a house plant and my house plants are fake. I don't have to water them. <laughs> like you know." Um, or when people ask for like a dog and, or like a, like a cat's kind of cool. Cats less responsibility, but like a dog's a lot of responsibility, right? I'm like, I can barely feed myself sometimes, you know. Like, <laughs> um, got, got to take better care of myself first. And I think most people will probably rise to the occasion, um, because it's, uh, I think, it, you know, childhood and, and babies and childbirth, or whatever the fuck the phrase is, whatever. It's it's a beautiful thing, you know. Um, just to 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 give having life children yeah to to, to, <laughs> to make a little fucking human dude it's like it's insane to me
1: um and i, I you- was just talking to andrea and uh today because like she's you know we're getting very close we're about five weeks out now uh from her due date and she was just like oh, "I was just i i know people were saying the last month would be hard but like i didn't realize how hard it is and like you know just this and that and i was like babe i and i was telling her i'm like I built a house last year. And that was hard, like mm-hmm. long days, my body was broken up. I'm like you're building a human. <laughs> like <laughs> I I built a non-sentient thing made of wood and drywall and other shit. You've got a human growing inside you like <laughs> it's it's much much more difficult to do what you're doing. And mine was like I found mine difficult. <laughs>
0: Dude, it's it's got to be something that like you can't truly understand until it actually happens. But just like, it just trips me out, dude. Like we 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 came out of a fucking vagina years ago, <laughs> dude. Like what the fuck? Like I didn't I didn't choose to be born here or this way or anything. But like here I am, you know. It's just like bam, we're hanging out now. So um, I don't. It's just, it's just fucking. It's a it's a it's a miracle. You know,
1: I mean, it's uh, sure. It's just nature. I mean, it's a it's a uh, miracle it's just, that,
0: that some women even <laughs> let us. You know,
1: <laughs> it's just reproduction. Right. It happens. <laughs> it's natural, Matt. It happens. All it's been happening before humans existed. Um, True. <laughs> so it's 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 a very natural thing. But yeah, I, I think I, for us it is kind of wild because um, we are a. Quote, civilized society," so thinking about emerging from another human is <laughs> it's kind of weird. It's
0: like the but, ma- but, it's like the Matrix, dude. You just go from like darkness and like pop out, and like, what the fuck? Like like now you're screaming all night. You're like, "Hey, uh, slightly bigger well, no, human, so you like don't... take care of me."
1: No, so uh, th- 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 there was a funny meme posted the other day because I I think it's like I don't remember the exact age. I think it's four, but it's like kids don't realize that they like they don't become self-aware until they're like four years old so i was talking about how like as soon as you turn four you're just like something snaps and you're like how the fuck did i get here <laughs> you're just like what the hell where am i what am i doing here? it's
0: like one of those nights where like you're drinking heavily or something you like don't remember a lot and you kind of like time travel you're like okay i was at the bar now I'm in a weird place, like I'm on somebody's oh, yeah. couch or something like what the fuck is going on? And then you're kind of just like, OK, now I have to listen to these people talk to me about the fucking house rules and I can't shit everywhere anymore. And now apparently I'm potty trained. and You're just like, it's kind of <laughs> fucking crazy, trained. you know,
1: um, that's hilarious. Oh, I got a I got a good one. Uh, I just got to go back and fucking find the picture. Give me a sec. Got too many pictures too. Um, that one no. There was a there was a shirt that Andrea got when we first found out we were pregnant, and I think it's just the freaking funniest shirt ever. That's too far back. Hold on, sorry. I will get there. I promise you.
0: Well the thing you got to realize everybody listening at home is a shot is now um, a, f- a father. He's, a, he's like an old man now so he's like scrolling while he's like putting his eyeglasses on and you know looking at the phone far away and he's like oh you know it's in here somewhere it's just literally pictures of him taking that awkward like selfie upshot that old people do on Facebook <laughs> you know and then he's like scrolling past all of those and he's like oh here's the the the, the mummy or whatever because he can't call it a meme because he's a boomer
1: all right, all right i found it well, it's so good i'm tired consoling. of stalling <laughs> <laughs> she she got these onesies uh when we first found out we're pregnant to like you know kind of a nah, not an ounce of it but to like surprise me in a way and and one of them which is my favorite one is last night is a blur i remember sucking titties and then shitting myself <laughs>
0: Uh me too little kid me too um <laughs> and then the other one is
1: party mic rib 2am byob bring your own bottle
0: truth truth
1: yeah. right there um damn hold on i was gonna say something before we went down this tangent i'm sure i'll remember at some point anyway sorry what were you saying
0: it's like six podcasts later he's like i probably remember <laughs> I know what it was. Uh, see, that's the that's the old man memory that he's got now. See, it's, a, it's the prophecy. Um, it's
1: called um, sympathy um, symptoms.
0: Is is that what it's called?
1: Yeah, it's when uh, fathers to be start uh, experiencing symptoms similar to uh, their their pregnant wife. Have you had any
0: weird cravings?
1: Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Probably. I don't really have cravings very often, to be honest. I kind of just hmm. go and grab whatever I want. That, uh, but that's but like I mean, having a
0: craving. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> like
1: No, go and grab whatever I want. Oh, well, I guess, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, kind of, I mean,
0: you're like, oh, I, I want candy. So you go and grab candy. Like I don't have cravings. It's like, no, you just satisfied your craving. Like What are you
1: talking about? <laughs> Okay, I haven't had any cravings where I've had to go out of my way. To go get something.
0: gotcha so it's not like you're like oh i have to go like to the store right now because i really want this thing you just yeah exactly have it in that, the mansion that you built yourself <laughs>
1: sure um but uh, what are you talking about finances because
0: mm-hmm.
1: you were talking about how like the cost of babies and stuff uh and all that so that's that's kind of something that hit me again trimester behind right so when second trimester started coming around that's when you know the realization kind of sets in that like you're having a kid, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that you guys are pregnant. And at some point in the next, at that point, six months, there is going to be a new child. Well, nine months world. for
0: you because you're three months behind, right? Oh.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. The kid is still coming in six months. <laughs> I don't think you know how that works, Matt. I, I don't but, uh... understand any of it. <laughs> but no, you realize that a kid's going to come... And then the financial anxiety hits. I mean, I'm sure if you're super rich or something, you probably don't worry about that. I, unfortunately, am not um, that fortunate uh, to be super rich and not have to worry about that. But yes, at some point in the second trimester, the financial anxiety hit. And I'm like, we got to figure out what we're doing with our finances now. How much money are we going to spend later when this kid comes? So we can start budgeting and making sure we have enough money and we can start cutting back on stuff. So, mm-hmm. and I mean, the financial anxiety, unfortunately, hasn't given, given up and probably won't until uh, the kid is born and all my debts are paid off. It doesn't um,
0: let up until they're out of college and you've helped paid off their fucking student loans because by that point, college would probably cost you like quarter million for a fucking quarter or a semester. <laughs> Yeah,
1: so that's another wild thing, man. So like uh towards the end of second trimester, like you know, I set up a college fund and stuff. Mm-hmm. And one of the things uh that I was reading into is how much college, or you know, you can like look into it, how much college they estimate will cost by the time your child, who's going to be born this year, is eighteen years old and presumably going to college. And currently, um. Well I, okay, I, I don't know what the current cost of college is. Do you happen to know forty thousand, I think maybe for an in state college thirty thousand forty thousand for tuition
0: um, that sounds about right now from from yeah, people I talk to you.
1: I think it's something like that anyway, um in eighteen years, it is estimated that the cost of college is going to be two hundred thousand dollars. so the the cost of going to like medical school i don't know is that medical school no i guess medical school is a little bit more that that's I, like the I cost of going to hard. harvard for
0: undergrad like a like an ivy league private school is like 200 grand or something like that
1: okay well there you go and like for yeah for the I, cost of my, going my kids not going league league to harvard i mean let's, let's be real <laughs> But yeah, so so that financial anxiety kind of starts to set in. Uh, I mean, obviously, you try to do the... Like, I set up a college fund now so that that money hopefully continues to build and will be close to that much by the time that college comes around. But again, there's just so much other things that you need to look... You start looking into how much the first year of having a baby is going to cost with diapers. And especially if you're not going to be breastfeeding using formula, what that's going to cost. Mm-hmm. And like, just all of these different things and they're expensive okay. it's doable but babies are expensive
0: new plan ipad pro tablet that's like 700 bucks youtube premium that's like what 15 a month that's how you educate them homeschool them put them on baby einstein put them on youtube <laughs> save some fucking money you know have them watch a video before they're four years old they can they can change their own diaper or whatever you know um Put, throw them on TikTok, have them start making you money and get get the returns now, you know?
1: Jesus. Um, yeah, are, let's, let's not do that.
0: Are you at all worried about, um, you know, the stuff that's going on right now with the baby formula shortage? Because it is going to be um, soon, right? Like you said, five weeks out. Are you at all thinking about that as well? Um, if the shortage continues or what you're going to be able to do, not only because it's going to cost more, but because there might be things that you need for your child they, you know, you're willing to pay more for it, but if if it's inaccessible, have you thought about any of that stuff?
1: We, so we're, we're planning on breastfeeding. Okay. Um, so I mean, we, we've thought about it. Uh, We've had more of other people kind of thinking about it and like being concerned about it and reaching out. Like my cousin reached out and some of our friends kind of reached out to us about it saying like, Hey, there's a shortage, you know, have you guys thought about maybe, purchasing some and like kind of storing it, Uh, but we talked about it. And for us, it's just like one, we don't want to take away from the actual babies out there today that need it. Um, So we definitely don't want to be buying and storing Uh, two. Again, we're planning on breastfeeding. So we're just going to try to push that a lot and Mm -hmm. try to keep going down that route and not use formula. And then finally, like you said, we're five weeks out, you know, they're, they're taking measures to make sure that there's a healthy supply of formula coming in. Cause it's not a worldwide shortage necessarily. It's mostly a U.S. shortage. Um, so there are measures are being taken to bring in more formula to, you know, I think, uh, Biden enacted the emergency, um, uh, something, emergency shortage, war shortage, something. I forgot what it's called. Um, But anyway, some emergency plan to bring in more baby formula uh, because uh, there's obviously a shortage. So we're not too worried. In five weeks, we hope that things will be at least a little bit better and it'll be a little bit more accessible. Um, But again, because we're planning on breastfeeding, it's it's not that big of a worry for us.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, that that makes sense.
1: And I mean, the thing is, you know, formula has obviously done a lot of good for babies uh there were a lot of babies uh kind of during the beginning of the industrial revolution that uh, when people started moving to cities and stuff uh you know mothers were unable to kind of produce breast milk or didn't have the time or any of that and a lot of kids uh were orphaned and obviously didn't have access to get breast milk so a lot of them were dying at the time and obviously formula helped with a lot of that because they were able to get the nutrition they needed to survive. But I feel like today it's just, it's it's being used so much by so many people when obviously there's a natural alternative to it that is much better for the baby. Uh, and people will probably argue with me on that one whether it's better or not, but um, that's fine. I've done my research and breast milk is definitely better uh so you know people have survived without formula for many 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 years and i think it'll be fine that was many many's because uh, humans have been around for how long like at least six days (laughs) (laughs) how long have humans been around
0: like what thousands of years right
1: uh, let's see. Humans and their ancestors have been walking the planet for about 6 million years.
0: It's been that much? Fuck, yeah.
1: <laughs> Homo sapiens, who are the modern form of humans, evolved mm-hmm. 300,000 years ago. So, I mean, somewhere between uh 300,000 to 6 million years. Uh, Human civilizations didn't start until about 6,000 years ago. So, I mean, if you want to be that even bigger 6 thousand to six million years it's a long time uh, I think we'll be okay
0: <laughs> yeah damn I mean, just yeah goes to show you how uh unequipped I am to know shit about the world I don't think I should have kids yet <laughs> like humans have been around for like uh, I don't know, you know yeah the, com-
1: the year com- couple is hundred years, 2022 right? they've been around for at least 2022 years.
0: I mean, come on, right? We didn't keep keep track before. When was
1: Caesar's time? You
0: know, what's going on?
1: Um Funny. but yeah, so that's that's kind of kind of the spiel on on that. Um, other stuff. Classes and learning about labor and delivery. Super important. I've talked to some people that haven't taken any classes or haven't done any of that. Some of our friends, actually. And it it just baffles me how you can go into labor without any of that knowledge. Like, I would have so much anxiety. I mean, I, I did have anxiety thinking about how all that's going to happen, right? Yeah. How does labor work? How does delivery work? What happens if you have to do a C-section? What is an epidural? What is an episiotomy? What is yeah a lot of words. Uh,
0: what is an episiotomy
1: an episiotomy is when a natural tear or uh in most cases uh the doctor makes a tear on a woman's vagina uh between the vagina and the anus to make the hole bigger for a baby to squeeze out because it is not stretching enough for the baby to be able to make it out
0: yeah, I don't know why I asked that. I uh, okay, interesting.
1: Um, yeah did you, did you really want to know that?
0: I mean, I guess I wanted to know what the definition was, but now that I have that visual stuck in my head of them making this tear between the vagina and the anus, <laughs> like, uh, oh, I mean, okay. they, they
1: try not to do it very often. It usually tears by itself. There's there was this whole. Uh, I don't think I'm going to get into it here. Anyway, they, they usually it tears by itself. At some point, they thought that if they made the cut themselves, it would be better for it to heal on its own right. because it's a clean cut. But now they're realizing that that may not be the case. It might be better if it just tears on its own. Anyway. But, yeah. So, not knowing this stuff, a lot of anxiety. You don't know what's going to happen. I used to think – you watch movies, right? I was, hold on. I know you have a thought. But you watch movies, right? Yeah. And woman goes into labor, right? Their, their water breaks, right? And then everyone's kind of running around, trying to get to the hospital. And in some movies, you got to deliver the baby in the car because you didn't make it to the hospital in time, right? Mm -hmm. You're like, how the hell am I going to do this? What am I supposed to do? I'm in the car. You watch freaking Men in Black, uh, the first one. And you see like this lady like give birth to an alien and Will Smith has to catch it. Like you see all this stuff. Yeah. And you're like, how the hell am I supposed to do this? Right. You're like, what the hell? And then you go to one of these classes, right? And and they start talking about the phases of labor, right? There's there's two stages of labor, and the first stage has three phases. And the first phase of the first stage is called early labor. And you find out that early labor can last up to twelve hours. Yeah.
0: So <laughs> gotta gotta bring some fucking snacks, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude
1: yeah so that's the thing it's like it doesn't just happen
0: maybe maybe get yourself a nintendo switch huh you know
1: (laughs) take it with you. no i mean kind of right like it kind of it starts right a woman goes into labor you chill at home for about 12 hours until early labor is done okay and then when it's getting near to early labor so you have 12 hours to prepare you're not running around it's not one of those scenes where you got to get to the hospital in five minutes or else the baby's going to get delivered. In the co- no, none of that. You got average of 12 hours to chill at home, let her, ha- you know, have her contractions and stuff at home for early labor. And they they, they don't happen that, that often in early labor. It's every 30 minutes or so. Okay. Mm-hmm. Once they start getting closer together. And they're five minutes apart. That's when you're supposed to start heading to the hospital. Okay? So, like, you have all this time. And now I'm sitting here thinking, like, before the anxiety was, what am I supposed to do if it happens? Like, I am to make it there. You know, my stomach. I'm like, what if I got to go to the restroom? How am I going to go to the restroom, you know, and get there? now I'm like, I got 12 hours. Like, go to the restroom five times probably. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway <laughs> i know it's it's funny but it's oh true you know there's okay. time yeah and then uh, it's like when the second phase of labor starts uh you know that's when like they really want you in the hospital and like again you just kind of you have time to get there and then you kind of just hang out there and the second phase takes well, i think it's like four to six hours so then you're at the hospital for another four to six hours. And then the final phase, which is, trans that's active labor is phase two. Third, third phase is transitional labor. I think that one takes, that one's less. That one takes about like an hour or so, I think. Um, but you're already at the hospital, so it doesn't matter. Uh, and then it's just pushing and the pushing takes another hour, or like half an hour or whatever it is, it can take longer, but average. Half an hour, hour, whatever it is. So it's like, it, there's a lot of time, you know? Like, you have, like, at the least, you probably have, like, 12 hours, right? Like, between when labor starts to when you're going to deliver. Uh, maybe less. I mean, obviously, it can happen, like, very quickly. But mm-hmm. it's it's very low chance uh, and doesn't happen very often. But, like, you know, screw those movies that tell you all this BS. Like, it's, it's nothing like that. And you won't know if you don't go to these classes. So that's why it surprised me so much when all these people are like, yeah, I don't know. When when we start feeling contracted, we're just going to go to the hospital. I'm like, yeah, go and do what? You don't know what you're going to do. Like, yeah, you got to the hospital. Well, what now? You didn't even prepare for it. You don't know that it's going to take 18 hours or whatever, 12 hours. You're just going to chill at the hospital for 12 hours without food or water or whatever?
0: Bro, I, I don't go to a new restaurant without looking up the menu first okay <laughs> <laughs> like i'm not about to be like yo let's just have a baby whatever it happens you know um, absolutely not holy shit yeah i'm not fly by the seat of my pants enough to, to be that bold um i'd be reading a lot about it and preparing for it and everything like you but
1: yeah but a lot of people are i can tell you that much mm-hmm.
0: i mean but if it works it works but that, that, that's given me anxiety when people are like yeah I just whatever happens it happens I'm like God, no <laughs> like that's how i feel uh well because because like could you imagine if you go into the first phase right and you know it's going to take up to 12 hours i mean i'm gonna throw on a couple marvel movies you know let's let's have a lord <laughs> of the rings extended edition marathon going on you know what, what are we doing um and you go to the hospital and they're like come back later like one that would suck or two, if they're like, "Fuck it, we'll admit you." And they're like, oh, by the way, it's going to be overnight now. You got to pay the overnight rate because our hospital system sucks. Right, <laughs> and, and it's like, oh, I could have just saved a bunch of money by calling Geico. I could have saved fifteen percent of my pregnancy by fucking reading a book.
1: Um, I mean, kind of. That's that's pretty much how it is. And sorry, just uh, so it can take, it can take six to twelve hours for early labor um active labor can take four to eight hours transitional labor can take up to an hour and then obviously the second stage is kind of pushing and birth
0: labor. and and how long does it say how long that could take because that can last a while too right uh
1: 20 minutes to two hours
0: two hours jesus
1: uh but it can take up to four hours but it kind of depends yeah but no it, it is true so when we were talking to the you know obviously taking these classes and talking to the hospital they're like if you come in during early labor okay mm-hmm. assuming you have, like you're fine there's no medical reason for us to admit you we're gonna check you to see how dilated you are and if you're not i think it's like five centimeters yeah if you're not dilated to five centimeters we're gonna send you home, like we're not gonna admit you. So if you don't know that and your contractions start, and you just head straight to the hospital, they can check you, and they can go like, "Yeah, you still have a couple hours. Go do something."
0: Who uses centimeters? Come on, this is this is America, <laughs> right? We use the goddamn imperial system. We're one of three <laughs> fucking countries in the world that uses inches, baby. Like, how many inches yeah. is that? That's I, like what? Like I don't know. Two inches or something? Half an inch?
1: Right uh, here, what five centimeters? Yeah, five centimeters, two inches. Five centimeters is two inches. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, I'm gonna start <laughs> measuring other parts in centimeters, then we'll round up.
1: <laughs> um, anyway, but yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Um, and uh, the other thing that's crazy is this episode is going on longer than we usually do. Uh, so I will get to. One other thing, and then I'll let you get to your stuff um, of whatever you want to talk about. But I think the final thing is with not knowing, okay? I I feel like I mentioned this during one of our other Therapy Thursday or, like, episodes. When the baby's born, right? In movies, the baby comes out, they look cute and rosy cheeks and, you know, all this great stuff, okay? Okay that is a three-month-old baby that you see in the movies that is not a newborn baby <laughs> all right and if you don't read and if you don't go and see the stuff you will not know this but a newborn baby is blue has this cheesy waxy stuff all over them has an elongated head okay like looks nothing like a baby And if I walked into that, not knowing this, and a baby came out that way, I would probably freak the fuck out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're like, like, it's not done yet. Put it back in the oven. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
1: my God. Someone did make that joke (laughs) in the class. I think it was the nurse that was teaching it. She's like, when they come out, they look like they need at least another couple of days inside the oven. (laughs) Um. But anyway, that's so that's that's kind of my experience with uh, pregnancy and fatherhood, um, and all of the anxiety that comes with it. And I guess I should I should say, I, I I like anxiety is all good. It is under control. I'm not like freaking out or having anything. Uh, I mean, these were all kind of like anxious, anxiety inducing events. Um, but they didn't necessarily cause that much anxiety because I did the research and kind of used all of the, uh, things we've talked about on this podcast to help control that. Now does every now and then financial anxiety creep up in my mind. And I have like moments where I'm like, fuck, what am I going to do? Yeah, of course it does. Uh, but then I just, you know, I, I take a moment, I take a deep breath. I use some of our other methods. I'm like, you know. Let it go. Don't let it burrow itself into my mind.
0: That's that's great. Um, especially because when you, you, know, you take a deep breath, you calm yourself, um, and you get worried, stressed out, you're probably fasting for a long time. You're not eating as much. You're not eating as much. You're not spending money. You have more money for the kid, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, I'm saving exactly money. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I, I think that that's great that you're able to you know, again, be in a, a very anxiety inducing situation and to take a step back and to realize when those thoughts are creeping in to calm yourself, right? And then um, ultimately, I think that it's going to be a, a wonderful experience, right? I'm, I, you know, I'm so many people that I know that have had kids, are just like it's the best thing I've ever done. And I think that you're going to be an amazing father. And I'm looking forward to it, to be witnessing it from the sidelines, you know, to be like, oh my God, like, look at the, look at the baby. (laughs) And then, you know, really uh, getting your thoughts on it. But um, at least it's not like a comedy show. Like if we were comedians where, you know, like the comedians like talking shit about their kids, (laughs) like the kids are going to grow up and listen to it. This was just like, oh, daddy was anxious because like, I really wanted you to, to, (laughs) to, to, you know, to show up and be in my life and not be blue and cheesy, you know?
1: (laughs) <laughs> look like hey a, that'll come in season two <laughs> look like a look like a smurf baby <laughs>
0: <you know? laughs> um so yeah i think that um it's uh it's a wonderful thing and i i can't wait for you to experience this next step of, of your journey in your life and the, and the wonderful things that you're going to do and like i said the great dad that you're going to be and the great mother that Andre will be to this little um this little bundle of joy and i i don't say happy optimistic things like this so it's, it's got me feeling away um well thanks so, yeah. uncle
1: matthew oh, oh
0: god my full name i <laughs> <laughs> have, have responsibilities
1: <laughs> uh but yeah uh thanks thanks i really appreciate all of your kind words and well wishes um yeah that yeah, means a lot man thank you uh, and with that, uh, I think as I mentioned in the beginning of the show, this will be our last episode, unless Matt, you know, goes off on his own and does some, you know, rogue episodes without me, uh, which is totally fine. <laughs> but uh, I will not be in them, and I will be out for about, I'm estimating three months. Um, so this will kind of be the end. Me and Matt were kind of talking about this of like this season of the Anxiety Podcast um again barring matt doing other episodes which he might do so i'm gonna leave that open but for me this will be the end for me for this season of the Anxiety podcast uh and when we're back we will be back with the season two with more new episodes more new interviews more good content i promise you guys a new intro and a new theme song, it will happen. I know we've been talking about it since the beginning of this year, but with season two, we won't start until that happens. So, yeah, sorry, Matt. go ahead.
0: No, I was gonna say that's that's fair. And if there's a season one point five, if you motherfuckers at home thought I couldn't speak for an hour straight, you are in for a fucking surprise.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know? I'm gonna be taking care of the kid one day, like. You know, wake up at 3 a.m. to, like, change your diaper, and I'm going to get a notification on my phone saying, new episode of the Anxiety Podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when, when when it's a solo pod and, like, I just – I have to solo edit myself because, like, I, man, I, don't, I don't cut anything out out that i say anyways it's just literally like every day like a three-hour podcast i'm going about my day like all right so i'm doing this i'm washing my hands Ooh, anxiety is creeping in what about covid Ooh, let me wash for my, my my watch said it's been 25 seconds excellent you know just like a fucking narration of my life um i'm not gonna make anybody at home suffer through that but um yeah you know in between there i i might just have some people on um to keep up with everybody and guess. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. It's, I haven't planned it out. I haven't read a book on it. I don't I don't know how to end a podcast I know how to start one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't know that before either. <sighs> and again, this, this isn't the end. It's the end of a season. Anyway, with that, thank you all again for listening and for being with us for 162 episodes, which is kind of wild to me. Um,
0: Two years. Our baby is over 2 years our other baby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's true. It, it is actually actually it is I believe almost exactly 2 years um since we started doing the podcast here. Let me let me verify that and tell you exactly how long it's been cuz I think our first episode was May 20 something uh let's find so. out looking at it right now all right our first episode okay sorry it was may 13th so two years and almost two weeks but we're we're close we're close yes
0: we're close which means when i brought it up there was almost two years like two weeks ago <laughs> whenever i last said that i was actually spot You're on right. and i didn't know so um Yeah, nobody gives a shit about two years and two weeks. They only care about the the big anniversaries, right? True.
1: Um, But anyway, thank you all again for listening. Share the podcast with your friends. Even though we're not making new episodes, you know, we have 162 old episodes that you can all listen to and get a lot of great knowledge from. And you know, like I said, we use this stuff every day. I've used it throughout the whole pregnancy. And you can use it in your life for everything and anything, whether it's pregnancy, whether it's a new job, whether it's moving, whether it's all those things all at once, whatever is causing you anxiety, you know, you can find a way to manage it. Thanks again. And I'll talk to you guys again in a couple of months next season.